happy to say that we're finally talking about local beef here on the program. It's been a while. You know, we talk about raspberries and blueberries and dairy farming and potatoes and corn. How often do we talk about beef in Whatcom County on this show? Well, we've got a Whatcom County beef producer on with us this morning uh, as we do kind of a special edition of the farming show welcome to dylan honkoop here on kgmi news talk 790 we are in kennewick this morning for the washington cattlemen's association annual convention here at the three rivers convention center um the uh, trade show just got underway 7 a.m here Leave it to the cattlemen. A normal trade show you get going at like, what, 9 o'clock or something. But cattlemen, no, 7 o'clock. So here we are. Uh, you can hear everybody milling around the booths in the background. And Brandon Brink, Whatcom County cattle producer, is with us here this morning. Thanks for getting up early and chatting with us. Uh, Brandon, you are involved in the leadership at both the local and the state cattlemen level right yes what what are your various titles in the cattle world at this point well thanks for having me on dylan so uh i am the local whatcom county cattlemen's association president Mm -hmm. and then i am also currently the second vice president of the washington cattlemen's association so what does that mean second vice president that means I serve at the pleasure of the president of the association. So whatever well, he wants me so to do. official. Serve well. at the pleasure of the president. <laughs> do you have to like salute and stuff? Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so talk about Cattlemen's Association. What kind of stuff are you doing with them? What kind of issues are you working on? What do you guys talk about in the cattleman world, the beef producer world? Well, uh, on a state level, um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talk about wolves on mm. the east side. Yep. Um, obviously, yeah, we don't deal with that in Whatcom County. We do not deal with that Thank in Whatcom County. Nope, nope. Um, also, wildfires is another big issue on the east side. Yep. Um, I am bringing the Nooksack adjudication to the state board level. Yep. Uh, so we're. Uh, closely monitoring that situation we're kind of in a pause right now waiting for ecology to kind of figure out what they're going to do um but uh, we're watching that one very closely i'm with you on that 100 percent. and listeners of this program certainly know that i can't quit talking about that because i think it is so important for so many people to pay attention to not just in farming and ranching but cities anybody who uses drinks water in whatcom county I won't go into my usual diatribe about sure. that. Let's talk about producing beef. How does how much different is it producing beef the way you do in Whatcom County versus what some of the air quotes big guys do over in here in eastern Washington? Well, I think generally the process is similar. Um, we just do it on smaller acreage. You know, we have more we have more water, yep. and so we're able to run more cattle per acre than uh, a lot of the producers on the east side. Why does more water allow you to do that? Well, you, you're able to grow more grass, so you're able to graze longer or more per acre mm. um, than someone on the east side where there's less water. You'll be able to run less cattle per acre. Because eventually they graze it off and it's not growing back very fast because it's getting dried out. That's exactly right. Okay. Yep. 
So, and, and by the way, this is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop talking with Brandon Brink. He's a cattle producer in Whatcom County. But we are here in Kennewick today. Two Westsiders over here hanging out with Eastside guys at the Washington Cattlemen's Association annual convention here in Kennewick. Um, so, Brandon, talk, talk about your operation, too. Uh, what, what do you guys do? Uh, how many animals do you have? What, what, where, what happens with them? What's your specialty? What do you do? Sure. So uh, my wife and I, we run about 40 pairs. Okay. And um, we try to use um, our management practices. We try to use what's called regenerative agriculture okay. as best as we can. Yep. And so we use different, uh, different processes such as like low stress management, mm-hmm. uh, rotational grazing. Okay, low stress management. That's like what? Temple Grandin kind of stuff um, that people talk about yeah, or I what? F- I follow Bud Williams a little bit more. Okay. Um, but, you know, it, it's Keeping just, cows calm. Keeping cows calm. The calmer they are. The, the better they work and the less stress they have, the better beef they produce. Um, rotational grazing, so mm. we move our cattle every day. Wow. And um, it, it just varies how many cattle per, uh, per paddock that we use and on the yeah. different places that we, fields and, and uh, that we rent. And uh, so it, we just move them, move them as they need every day. And Why? What's the, what's the benefit of that? Sounds like a lot of work. It, it, it is a little more labor intensive, uh, but the, the soil, the grasses do better uh, on that way. Um, and by getting better soil health, you get more yep. grass growth, more efficiency on your, uh, on your grass, and you're able to run cattle uh, on the same piece of ground for a longer period of time mm. um, and, and put more weight on them, which is the entire point of raising beef. And it's good for the environment. Absolutely. What else? I mean, you're talking about your regenerative approach to producing beef in Whatcom County. Okay, so we talk about low stress. We talk about rotational grazing. I feel like I cut you off. Did you have more on that list? Things that you do as far as a regenerative focus in how you produce? I think the main focus on on the regenerative aspect would be just to try to keep soil health uh, keep the grass growing you know as far as the environmental impacts just the ability to reduce diesel usage yeah you're using yeah. the grass or excuse me you're using the cows to cut the grass hmm. um, they then in turn eat the grass they drop their patties in the field mm-hmm. and uh, it, it just keeps you from Patties means poop, by the way. It, it does. <laughs> Trying to be politically correct there. <laughs> but that's the natural cycle. Yeah, it's a you, natural you, fertilizer. Absolutely. Less commercial fertilizer. It, 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 keeps your, yeah. it keeps your overheads down. It keeps Whole the grass cycle. growing. It, it's, it's how it was intended to be, to be used. And so that's what, we try to, that's what we try to do as much as we can. And uh, it's working pretty well for us. Brandon Brink is with us, Whatcom County area cattle producer, also involved in the leadership of both the Whatcom Cattlemen's Association and the Washington State Cattlemen's Association, which is where we are right now for their annual uh, convention here in Kennewick, a special edition on the road of the farming show here on KGMI. I am Dylan Honkoop, and we're learning all, of, all this stuff about beef production in Whatcom County that probably a lot of people don't know that's what goes in to produce. You know, and in fact, I think a lot of people don't even realize how much beef is produced in Whatcom County. 
Would you say that's true? That probably is true. Yeah, there's a, you know, there's a lot of, um, we don't have a lot of big producers in, in Whatcom County, but we have a lot of small producers, mm. you know, in, 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 relatively speaking. And just having people from even, you know, five head or, or, or less to 20 to maybe 40 or 50 head, um, that's a majority, actually, a majority of the producers in the state and even across the country. Uh, so there's the smaller producer typically is the the more predominant hmm. uh, producer uh, across the country. How long have you been doing this? Uh, since 2013. So first generation and yeah. about eight years now. What got you into it? Well, even since I was a little kid, I always wanted to own a farm. You know, really? just kind of normal stuff from, from Whatcom County. You yeah. know, there was a lot of... There was a lot of dairy farms, and that's kind of what I originally mm-hmm. wanted to do. But uh, you know, that's a little no. You don't li- want to run a dairy. Well, there's a little more to it than you know. Uh, it, if we had convention, some kind of dairy convention, I, it would be a little tougher. You know, this this way, I was yeah. able to throw a bunch of bales in the feeder yep. and uh, beat feed over here to Kennewick for the weekend and and spend some time and learn some things and and socialize with cattlemen across the state and. Uh, Makes uh, makes it just a little bit easier. So 2013, you're mm-hmm. coming up on 10 years here mm-hmm. soon, and you just decided to go for it? Yes, that's true. That's impressive. Yeah. We started off with, uh, well, I guess the whole, the whole program started with my daughter. Hmm. She wanted to show a beef at the fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went to a sale to try to buy one or two that she could pick one that she could show. And, well, we ended up buying four. <laughs> Of course, you got to breed those four, and then they turn to into eight, and uh, yep. just kind of keeps moving from there. So it's crazy, yeah. But good on you for just going for it. Yep. You know, I don't have very much space to play with, but I have threatened before to possibly get. I think I could probably feed like one animal with the amount of grass that I have. Well, one's better than none. That's what I, I'm thinking about it. So now your your story's giving me a little more guts to do it, because I grew you know I grew up around the dairy farms. Both my grand sets of my grandparents were dairy, mm-hmm. but like my dad, I was always much more of a crop guy. Get me in a tractor, turning dirt. I, that's what I like to do. I was never into the animals so much, but more recently, and especially hearing folks like you and you know talking about this regenerative ag and the benefits to soil health it's just been i've been and people listening to this program know that i've been geeking out about this stuff for a while now so mm-hmm. now it's kind of like well should i put my money where my mouth is and just kind of play around with it see what happens i don't know what do you think i should should i do it it, it? it can't hurt anything you're not well yeah i guess i guess I'm going to need some, some guidance from somebody. So I, I'll give you uh, all the help you okay, need. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, right here on the show, I'm agreeing to something, and I don't know if I should be doing that here on the air. Dylan Honker here on the Farming Show on KGMI. We are broadcasting this morning from the Three Rivers Convention Center in Kennewick, Washington. Why are we doing the Farming Show on KGMI in Kennewick, because this is where the Washington Cattlemen's Association annual convention is. Talking, though, with a Whatcom County cattle producer, Brandon Brink, who's with us on the program. So back to the challenges that we were talking about of producing local beef and how it's different 
in Whatcom County and in western Washington than eastern Washington. One of the bottlenecks that you and I have talked about off the air several different times is this issue of processing. Okay, you can grow beef cows, but how do you take the beef cow and turn it into something that's in a package that somebody can buy in a store? That's a pretty difficult thing to do right now. Explain, what, in your view, how would you sum it up? What's the, the problem is there's just not... There's just not enough processors. I mean, that's, Places to do it. Yeah, that, that, is, that is the hard part. And, you know, between, between regulation and lack of interest, uh, mm. it makes it very difficult. There are uh, some processors, you, you, depending on who you call, yep. it's anywhere from six months to two years before you can get an appointment in to uh, get a beef processed. and uh, So why are more people getting into it? There's, is there just no money in it? I mean, we're seeing prices go up right now with, like, shortages and all that. And my guess is, with my understanding of how the farming world works, that probably most, if none of that, almost none of that money actually trickles down to the, the producer... But is, isn't there the potential there for more money to support as someone who wants to be a butcher, wants to have a facility to process local meat since more and more demand seems to be expressed for that? You sure would think so. I, I think the bigger issue, at least from the folks that I've talked to, is um, you know, regulation and the cost for the permitting yep. is much higher to get into. And mm. it, the, the output that you have to put to get into it is extremely high and very difficult, and, and it's just not something a lot of people are willing to take the risk to do. What a shame. And in, in an era where we're recognizing, for a variety of reasons, this was already a growing trend, and then COVID happened, and mm -hmm. it amplified it that much more. People want to know where their food comes from. They want it to be close to home, not only for environmental reasons, for social reasons, but just for the security of knowing there's going to be food there if everything goes to heck in a handbasket. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you remember last year, there was a tad bit of a shortage. You know, you can yeah. only buy so much meat in the stores here locally. And that, that made a, uh, there was a huge demand for local, local beef. Were and people getting on the phone to folks like you saying, uh, I can't get any beef in the store. You got anything? Absolutely. I sold more beef last year than I ever had before. Wow. Did that last, though? Or did that taper back off again and get back to quote unquote normal? It tapered back off and got back to mm. normal, you know, and that's that's okay, that's fine. But uh, well, no, it, I don't think it still, is though. I think it should be a wake up call that we need to get on the stick and get ahead of this, well, rather than wait for the next sure. catastrophe like that. And then our hands are tied because you can't build a new facility to process local beef in two weeks when suddenly the governor says there's going to be a lockdown or some craziness like that, which we never thought we'd see. But I think the message to everybody, everybody should be, let's, get, let's keep working on this now. If everyone would buy more local beef, it absolutely would be a positive But how can you buy local. more local beef if there's nowhere to process it so you can buy it? Because part of the problem is... The regs on producing it to USDA standards, correct, which is required to be able to sell it like by the piece versus buy a half a cow or a quarter cow from mm -hmm. a farmer kind of deal, which is more the the private WSDA, the state inspected stuff, yeah, right? Custom exempt beef, yes. 
which a lot of people are familiar with, but then a lot of people are like, eh, I don't have freezer space for half a cow or even a quarter of a cow. Maybe I live in an apartment in Bellingham. I want to eat local beef. I don't have space for that. Right. Or maybe you're someone like me who's just picky and like, I want to pick up a couple sirloins on my way home from work and throw them on the grill, make a dinner for my family. I'd rather that be local and I'd pay a premium for it, mm-hmm. but I can't just do that. No, it, it, there's, there is, there's only one local USDA um, processor that's e- at least easy to get into. Um, there, there are a couple, but the, there's a co-op you have to be a member of. Um, and so it, just, there's not a lot of opportunity yeah. to, to get into that, into that uh, genre of meat there. So what's it going to take? How's that going to change? Do our county leaders need to... I know there have been slaughterhouse rule issues here in the county, but is that the choke point? Is this something at the state level? Is this something at the federal level that's got to change? All of the above. Mm. All of the above. It starts mm. with USDA, which is federal. They, they preempt all the laws. And so if, if, if they can re- reduce the regulation, it'll trickle down from there. Mm. Is that supposed to be like a food safety thing? It's supposed to be, Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it really is, though? Or there, uh, there seems to be there. There's more to the story there. Oh, I'm sure so. Yeah, because uh, you'd have a hard time convincing me that a state inspector or even a local inspector, if there's somebody worth their salt who's gone through the appropriate programs, knows what they're doing, and can inspect a facility and make sure that all the rules are being followed for food safety, that that can't happen. That it is only the federal. Federal folks that are allowed to do it, to me, that's crazy. Oh, I'm sh- yeah, we could easily have a local person to do it. it it's just getting the feds to buy into that. Yeah. And you, we all know that that's more difficult than it probably needs to be. Well, this is something we need to keep talking about um, because, I, you know, I'm passionate about local food. I'm passionate about local farming, and this all goes together. Again, we've been talking with Brandon Brink uh, with the Whatcom Cattlemen's and the, the Washington Cattlemen's Associations. We are in Kennewick here for the, the Washington Cattlemen's Association annual convention. Brandon, thanks for sharing your story, a little bit of background on what's going on, and thanks for the work that you do with Cattlemen's. To not, I mean, you as really in a lot of ways a new kid on the block compared to some of these families that have been doing it for generations, people who've grown up around it their whole life. You get in 2013, decide to give her a go, and you're involved. You are putting your money where your mouth is. So I want to thank you for that. And thank you for your, your time chatting with us on the program here this morning. Well, I appreciate, appreciate the opportunity, Dylan, and uh, hopefully this uh, will help others to get involved as well.